Thank you for joining us here on The Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined as always by my esteemed colleague, my partner in crime. Really the best way to describe this person is my everything. It's at Eric Dalala. Phil, great to be with you this morning. Thank you for being here in the studio. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't dream of missing it. I know you wouldn't. Eric, uh, what's been going on? I mean, it's uh, since the Sean Payton news, it's kind of been uh, quiet around here. Quiet, yeah. There's been some reports of some assistant coaches, mm. but uh, nothing official quite yet. Yeah. You've had your ear to the ground a little bit. I've been snooping around. Yeah. You know, like maybe every once in a while you bump into someone in the hallway. Yep. You're like, whoa, what are you doing here? Yeah, who are you? Yeah, what? Who's this? Luckily, they're all wearing name tags. Yeah. And I go back to my desk and I look them up on Wikipedia. Yep. You figure things out. And then I get to the bottom of it. You know. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, been a a little bit quiet around here. We saw Sean Payton make the rounds at the Super Bowl uh, in Media Row there. Uh, A lot of different interviews. Uh, Eric, he said something that was interesting to me. He said, uh, you want to be slow to hire, fast to fire. That, that was one of his quotes uh, last week. Uh, just uh, something that he's learned from his time in New Orleans with regard to uh, his staff. Wow, I didn't see the fast to fire part. Yeah, fast to fire. That's, a, that's sort of his moto, motto. Moto? Motto. Yeah. What do you think about that? He is certainly uh, taking his time here with the, with the hiring of staff. Well, it doesn't seem like there's uh, too much competition. It seems like some of these teams are looking at different candidates, so... Uh, for the moment, I would I would take your time and make sure you're making the right choice. Yeah, most definitely. I think that uh, finding the right pieces here will be important for this Broncos staff. And one of the benefits to hiring a veteran like Sean Payton is that he knows a lot of people around the league. Oh, absolutely. No shortage of uh, names to be uh, discussed here. And that's sort of what we'll get into on this episode of the Neutral Zone, talking about the defensive coordinator position in particular, just how important that role is for the Broncos. There's sort of been this uh, thought that, hey, Champagne's going to come in, fix this offense, work with Russ, and the Broncos' defense is just good, no problems, you know. Uh, but finding the right coordinator and the, and the right scheme – is going to be crucial for this team. Of course, yeah. You get the wrong guy in here to call defensive plays. You could easily see a, a big-time drop-off defensively. You're going to have to replace a lot of talent, um, You know, f- fill some holes on the defensive side of the ball. So the person leading that that side is going to be crucial. I, ju- I just think from like a national perspective, uh, the idea is Sean's going to do this, and the defense, it's just a given that it's going to be good. But maybe that's not necessarily the case. And we'll get into that. We'll talk about some of the names that have been reported uh, as uh, defensive candidates uh, for or defensive coordinator candidates. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, before we continue on, though, Eric, we should mention that uh, pulled some strings and uh, we got our guy back. That's right. We got Ben Swanson. Failed his physical. Yeah, well, this physical there. No, what strings. happened? What happened? High blood pressure. What can I say? They wanted uh, a podcast supervisor who was strong like bull. <laughs> you, you have high blood pressure, Swanson. Yeah, that's what did yeah. it. Yeah, I think I have a little bit high blood pressure. Dealing with you definitely raises. So what'd your heart rate get up to? Forty-five. It's getting higher now. Yeah. <laughs> When they told you you were coming back, what, what was your reaction? <laughs> oh, God, please, no. Yeah. Wow. Despite failing the physical, they they did not just cancel the trade, which That's was what I'm saying. really nice. Um, they still said, well, whatever, you know, you just kind of have him back if you want him. So they weren't upset, you don't think? It was almost like kind of one of those NBA, like a buyout, and then you sign him back. Oh. You know. Got it. Yeah, or like, we just don't. Just kind of like cl- the Gary Payton situation. The Warriors some, were like, it's, clear some it's, cap space here. Yeah, yeah. Got it. So uh, you're back now, then, huh? I'm back. Uh, did Forever. it hurt your feelings a little bit that we just tossed you into the pile for the trade, and then you know, like we didn't want you anymore. No, I'm used to it. I'm used to how you treat me. That's a compliment, I think. That Got it. that you are such a desirable asset, or or thought to be that. Uh, <laughs> New Orleans would want you. Yeah. But then they didn't want him. Well, the photos we send, his biceps were a little bit (laughs) photoshopped. Edited? Yeah. Wow. Wow. So 
So you have high blood pressure, and then now you're back in this cooker. Yeah. Wow. It's well, not it a on. good recipe. Next time you might, you know, when you're missing, it just might be because you're dead. Yeah. That's dark. Yeah, well, I just keep it real. He's going to be okay over there. He's got his little flannel to keep him warm. I was going to say, you got the new, is that a new flannel? Well, that's, that's a new I color? You can't no? really wear it in New Orleans. Pick that up too in warm. New Orleans. Too warm. Too humid. Yeah. Uh, if you're linen. watching. Linen down there. Linen, yeah, yeah, more breathable. Yeah. Uh, if you're watching on uh, the Broncos' official YouTube page, when the shot cuts to Swanson, you might also notice something different, too. He grew a beard. New backdrop. Oh, wow. <laughs> New backdrop. No more free pub around here. <laughs> what about on your mic stand? No, you Don't can't see that. It's just orange. <laughs> yeah. Don't look at that. <laughs> yeah. Don't look at the, yeah, but it looks nice, Swanson. Right behind you, a lot's changed. You know, I did a lot of work. A lot of painting went on in this little whatever. Yeah. A you wrap? painted that? Wrap. Yeah, wrap. yeah, I painted it, yeah. You're like, if I'm coming back, I got to make some changes. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Alessandro Rhymes commented on YouTube and uh, said. Oh, we're just that jumping. Was a great segue. Well, I'm just going into it because uh, <laughs> okay. Alessandro's probably happy because. Uh, commented uh where the f is swanson swanson hive let's go and then uh, killer 35 durant said traded to new orleans like it was fact like <laughs> it was fact yeah it just didn't work it didn't work i'm out. just saying the way he killer 35 durant was just like he was traded you missed that yeah yeah like he like wasn't like i know we miss him or like i know it, what happened why did they do this it was just psh, traded to new orleans it's a it's a business. Yeah, I won't read any no, keep, other no, comments. No, you might as well keep going. Well, no, I no, think no, 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 that we should. No, I think, I think, I think no, I think you should just go. Just do what you want to do. Wow, did that hurt your feelings? I just I like routine around here. Yeah, so let's do get back to the no, routine. No, 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 it's no, too no, late. No, no, please, it's too late because it might be confusing. It's too late. Why, Eric? Please tell everybody why we would read comments from a YouTube page. That was sort of a taste. That was a little appetizer. We'll get to the main meal in just a little bit. Perfect. Um, I'll shout out Liz Gerald. <laughs> no, no, no. That's at the end of the show, Eric. Well, I just, we're you doing the order all that. differently. No, I'm kind of confused. Phil, we're talking about YouTube because this is an interactive podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> There it are is. ways to get involved with the show. One of them, Phil, you can leave an email at neutralzoneshow at gmail.com. We'll read it right here on the air. I think we got one coming got down. One. I would think it'd be later, but you could just start reading it at any no, point, really. I think we'll do that one later. You can leave a voicemail at 707-NEUTRAL. You could tweet at us directly on Twitter. You got to have a blue check mark, I think, but you can still do well, it. Do we eight, still have those or no? Uh, you can send us a 280-character message up to 20 times a day on Twitter. At Eric Delalo with an A, at Phil Milani with a PH, one L, in Phil. Non-traditional spelling. Yeah, for Phil. Or, Phil. Ugh. You could Say comment it. on the YouTube. Yeah, you could. That's one of my favorite ways. Yeah. You got to be a real fan to watch on YouTube. That's what I sort of <laughs> I think. think so. Yeah, because you're not in your car. It's not like you're working well, out. You're not like doing a lot of... You don't watch, you're you're don't watch YouTube in. in your car. You're locked <laughs> you in. You could be. You could be. Maybe you're not driving. Yeah, maybe you are driving. <laughs> <laughs> Just driving and watching YouTube? Commenting at yeah. the same time. And commenting. Yeah. Wow. That LOL, Swanson's back. <laughs> ah, watch out! Yeah, when we revealed you, you probably swerved off the road a little yeah. bit. Like if you're Amazing. a good driver, it's fine. Yeah, what if you're not a good driver? <laughs> I mean, what's up with a car with like a bad driver drive? Not a Bronco. No, that's one of the finest automobiles. Or Broncos, around. only good drivers allowed. Yeah, only the good drivers do that one. Um, Matt, just Matt, must must have been an early adopter of YouTube to get just Matt. I love this podcast, Eric, spelled A-I-R-I-C-K, <laughs> on purpose, to be funny, I think, because then, and Phil, F-H-Y-L, Phil. Nice. Provide great Broncos information. I do like it. Not a joke. <laughs> Helping a dumb Australian learn the football know-how. You're welcome. Always good when you have to clarify that you're not joking when you say you I'm like the podcast. Joking. I'm not joking. I like, I this like Ben Swanson. Not um, joking. 
I'm not sure about this one. Chris Carruthers says, hey, Phil, it's just like the Seinfeld episode. Yeah. What was? What were we talking about? I don't know. Do you remember? I mean, I'm sure you caught up, Swanson, on all the. <laughs> I did me. listen. I don't. I'm trying to remember. You lit, Did you like play it in this like in the Saints facility? You had like an earbud in. They're trying to talk to you, and you're like, Shh, listen to the neutral zone. They're doing shoutouts. I think they might mention me. Uh, Brim Hall Barbell Club, the Barbell Club, which we. We belong to. We found it. We found it at Denver Barbell Club, actually. I got dumber listening to you two talk about hunting. <laughs> talking about what? Hunting. Because we talked about yeah. hunting. That was two hours ago, right? Uh, with uh, Derek Wolf. Yeah. Because we didn't really understand the bow and arrow part of it. <laughs> Swanson, no. of course, with his flannel, is an avid hunter. Yeah. And you could <laughs> sort true. of explain things. We didn't have him, you know, so we didn't know. That would be a whole nother podcast. Yeah, we couldn't get into it too much. Huh? Okay. You should see he, he runs around in kind of like a nice little leather outfit. Really? Hunting. What? Yeah. <laughs> you, ever see, you ever seen like yeah. Peter Pan? That's kind of what Swanson does. Flies? <laughs> <laughs> he believes. Uh, and then the last one here is uh, from Taylor Overby. Taylor Overby. These two are a vibe. Just buddies chilling, talking Broncos. I love it. Randomly ran into Phil a few years ago at the bar in the alley in Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, oh, oh uh, Broncos, Bengals oh, in the alley. He's a great guy. Nice. That was nice. Thank you very much. Yeah, O'Malley's said, in the alley. You said Taylor Overby. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Your grades in school were under B. <laughs> that was a stretch. That was good. That was a stretch. Forced. It was a little bit forced. And inaccurate. <laughs> yeah. So thank you very much, though. Like not true. Yeah, yeah O'Malley's A&P. in the alley. That's a great bar in Cincinnati. That's true. I've never been there. You haven't? No. Wow. I was at a it's Cats game, nice. if you recall. Oh. Cats guy. Cats. Normally we do shout-outs at the end, but you're bringing up Cats, huh? I wasn't shouting out the Cats. I was just mentioning where I was. Oh. Cats football. Yeah. What about Cats B1G basketball? B1G uh, championship game. Yeah. What happened in that one? I don't remember. Yeah. It was good for a little bit. <laughs> and then what about Cats hoops? Do they still play? I'll save that for the end. Oh, got it. Yeah. yeah. You got a whole speech. That's for, for the final 10 to 15 minutes. <laughs> got it. Got Leave it. the people one more. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for uh, all the comments there on YouTube. Let Thanks. us know what you think about our new backdrop here that Swanson painted. It's really nice. Swanson, yeah. you got to talk for it to pop. You got to stop talking. <laughs> then we can uh, see the backdrop. There we go. See? Very nice. Dude, when Eric starts talking, you got to stop talking. The camera cuts to you. Okay. My blood pressure machine starting to beep. Uh, it's kind of like Stanley's uh, on the yeah. office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's you, Michael. It's you, Phil. All right. Let's get into uh, really our only topic for this episode. Talking about the defensive coordinator position there, Eric. Uh, Sean Payton uh, going through uh, the process here of hiring his staff, uh, not in any rush, said that's something that he's learned from his time with the Saints. Don't need to rush this hire. And uh, I'm wondering, Eric, how important is it that the Broncos, one, get the right fit there at the defensive coordinator spot, but also that there's some continuation from uh, the previous defensive systems that the Broncos have had so much success with? Yeah, I mean, I'll start with the kind of the second question there, which is I'm okay if you stray from what you've done the last couple of years. Obviously, this Vic Fangio scheme is kind of sweeping through the league. It helps bring uh, scoring offenses down. You know, it's it's been tougher to hit these big plays, I think, for teams across the league. If you were to go with a guy like Sean Desai, who we'll talk a little bit about and is one of the options, he would probably continue some semblance of that. But listen, the other candidates that you've, you hear about they don't necessarily run that system but they still run aggressive attacking defenses um and you know for as good as the broncos were at times under vic fangio defensively they still had late game struggles they uh you know they struggled to stop the run at times in the four minute i think with Jiro Evero, they were were better in that area, but also you know they weren't without their uh, their difficulties too. And so any defensive system is going to have its shortcomings. It's going to have its positives. What I would do, Phil, is I would almost 
decide first what do you want to be as an offense and then what is the best defensive system that complements what you want to do offensively so if you want to um you know if, if you're going to grind it out you know offensively and you're going to hold the ball for long periods of time maybe you build you know a defense that looks a certain way if you're going to be an offense that's going to throw it a ton and try to put up 40 every game maybe you have to build a little bit different of a, a defensive scheme and so I would hope that it's kind of even though we view offense and defense separately I would hope that there's an interconnectedness with what Sean Payton is doing in terms of picking a scheme um, for this Broncos defense and, and like you said at the very beginning it is critical for them to to get the right guy because listen I, I don't think you need to be fifth in defense or first in defense but you certainly need to be in the top half of the league in order to find success. And so you can't just you can't become a team that scores 30 points a game and gives up 28. I mean, that's that's a tough way to live. And so you still need to have some sort of, uh, you know, stoutness defensively. What, what kind of scheme do you think would best fit the higher scoring offense? Well, I just think like if you're in these shootouts, you probably need someone in my mind, I would guess, that is um, – maybe focus on the secondary, the pass rush, um, be able to get after quarterbacks that are trying, you know, that are chasing this lead. If you're in these grinded out games, maybe you do need to focus a little bit more um, kind of on the interior of the defense, make sure that you're able to stop the run, um, challenge, you know, these teams and kind of these, these tight slug fests. You know, I, I do think from like a, you know, again, I'm not an, an expert. I'm not going to be chosen. I don't think to be the defensive coordinator, Phil. But I think that an assistant quality control is possible. Possible. I just think that you, you know, as like Rex Ryan, for example, another candidate. You think of him having like a very attacking defense. I think you can make that work no matter what your offense is. But I would hope there's at least some sort of. You hear about playing complementary football, and if the offense is going to go out there and you know run hurry up all the time, you're putting a lot of strain on your defense. So what is the what is the plan to make sure that you're still able to find success? If you're going to go out there and you're going to run a ball control offense, uh, you know, play action, you're going to try to just you know, work the ball down the field slowly. Your defense gets a little bit more rest. Maybe you don't have to worry about that as much. But I think having somebody that can tailor the defense to help fit what you're doing offensively would uh, would be a plus. Because it might not happen immediately, but I would imagine that Sean Payton – he, he's going to want to score like in the thirties. I mean, his uh, offense is there in New Orleans. They've been like top five in scoring a bunch of, I think it was like nine out of a 15 years that he was there in New Orleans, that his offenses were top five in scoring. So it might not happen this year, but eventually I think that in order to have success too in the NFL, it's really hard to win some of these grinded out games you know, we've seen Tennessee try to play that way with a really talented roster and still fall short. So yeah. um, I do think that you need to be able to score some points, put up those points. And I, I agree, a an aggressive defense, that's what we've seen paired with Sean Payton uh, in New Orleans. Uh, you know, you think about pass rushers, uh, sort of feel like Randy Gregory fits like uh, one of those molds that like a Cam Jordan maybe. Um but, yeah, the Broncos are going to want to get after the passer and have a s strong secondary. Uh, and even George Payton's talked about that a lot, too. So let's talk about some of the candidates here, uh, Eric. You brought up Rex Ryan. There was a report from uh, Mike Garofolo from the League's Network talking about uh, him be emerging as a top candidate here. What would you think of the Broncos bringing in a guy like uh, Rexy? Yeah, I mean, obviously he's had a lot of success in this league. Um, comes from a great football family. A lot of you know, the lineage there is really good on the defensive side of the ball. He has head coaching experience. Um, you know, he's had – he's not afraid, I think, of a challenge. You know, people talk about, oh, why would you want to go to a division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert? Well, when, when Rex Ryan was with the Jets, they didn't have any fear going into Foxborough and – and playing with the Patriots, playing against Tom Brady. And so I, I kind of like that that attitude, that mentality defensively of, hey, we're not afraid of anybody. We're going to come after you. you got to play us. I, I like when teams have that sort of attitude. We talk a lot, Phil, about, hey, are the Broncos dictating the terms of this yeah. game or is the opponent dictating it? I think when you have Sean Payton on offense, you're dictating what happens when the offense and the opposing defense is on the field. If you had Rex Ryan, I think you're, dic you're going to dictate – 
you know, or even if you play a team like the Chiefs that's really good offensively, at least you're evenly matched, I think, from a, a schematic standpoint. You're going to be attacking. Um, so those things all stand out to me. I guess my, my questions about Rex Ryan would be, one, he's been out of the game for a long time. And so, you know, from a coaching philosophy or, or you know, schematic standpoint, the game has definitely changed since he's worked in it. From And obviously he's an analyst. He's involved a lot. He's following these trends, I would assume. But it's been a long time since he's called plays at the NFL level. And so, you know, does this defensive philosophy, this scheme, does it still work? What sort of tweaks do you have to make now to adjust for some of the changes offenses have made, for some of the rule changes? Um, and so that, that would be my question with Rex. It's just, I think it's what, been six years how do you adapt to getting back in the game? Yeah, he last coached uh, with the Bills there in 2016. Uh, before that, obviously, with the Jets, and then before that with uh, the Ravens. So he was last the defensive coordinator in 2008. So it's been a while since he's filled that position specifically. So, yeah, I do think that there's uh, some questions there, but those were some great defenses, you know, that, he, uh, that he ran. So. You would think that uh, he's kept up on the game and uh, he'd be able to uh, make the necessary adjustments. And, uh, yeah, certainly you talk about, like, um, teams sort of taking on the personalities of their coaches. Uh, this team would have a drastically different feel if they took on the personality of one Sean Payton, you know, and then add in a, a Rex Ryan. The feel of this Broncos team would be drastically different and, uh, obviously, uh, Sean Payton has employed uh, Rob Ryan uh, in the past there in New Orleans, so now uh, he could be uh, with his brother. Yeah. It, it would make uh, our jobs a little more entertaining, to say the least. Yes, I think pressers would be enjoyable. Yes. Every week. And it would just be sort of, uh, you know, a couple of TV guys here with Sean Payton and then uh, Rex Ryan. I mean, we would, uh, you know, never know what to expect. Yeah, and I think that, you know, when Rex was in New York, for a, there are times when they just had to play that kind of grinded-out style of football. Yeah. So they were able to win that way. So if you can pair a, a good attacking defense with an offense that we hope improves, I think that's a – you don't need to lose that mentality of being attacking just because you score points. I just think that, like I was saying earlier, this needs to be an awareness of how those things work together. And, you yeah. know, there's a chance, Phil, that this defense might give up more points this year but might be a comparable unit. You know, I think we talked a lot about, oh, the Broncos scoring defense has been really good the last few years. Well, in part, that's because teams have played conservatively because they don't need to score all that many points against the Broncos to win. There are times yes. when, you know, a team would get to 17 points and it'd be like, let's shut it down and let's just not get conservative. Let's not make a, a game changing error here. Whereas, you know, hey, you're scoring points. Maybe the defense makes a few plays here and there. Maybe they do give up you know, 24, 25 points a game, but, but they're still able to make a, they're still able to get a takeaway or get a big fourth down stop or get a big red zone stop. Those are the things that uh, are more important to me, at least than kind of the pure points per game numbers. Can you make those game changing plays? I would argue when, when Vic was here, unfortunately there were a lot of times when that just didn't happen. And there were times last year under Evero where it happened, but it, you know, it's not always going to happen. Of course. Um, but uh, I think it can happen in any defensive system. I don't think you necessarily have to play this style. Um, what about with the roster that the Broncos have? You know, would it take time to adjust to a new system? Well, I mean, you're going to have a, a different-looking defense no matter what you play. I mean, Draymond Jones and Deshaun Williams are not under contract, so you need two defense alignment to join DJ Jones, unless you want to move Mike Purcell back in there. You need a starting inside linebacker, whether that's bringing back Alex Singleton or somebody else. You, uh, you know, your corners could stay the same if you wanted to. It's in Pat Sertan and Damari Mathis. You could bring bring back Ronald Darby and have some talent. You're gonna need to find a safety there because Kareem Jackson's a free agent. So, uh, you know, edge rusher. We expect them to bring in some some talent there, some competition. So, oh, I feel half this defense could be different anyway. And so, listen, Pat Sertan's gonna be good in any defense. I think Randy Gregory of healthy is going to be good in any defense. Obviously there's defenses that are going to fit Josie jewel a little bit better, I think, but that's part of this, you know, this process of figuring out what do you want to run? Who needs to be in it? But 
I'm not concerned with saying like, oh, we need to, we have to run the same defense so that there's continuity. No, there's going to be a bunch of new guys on this defense regardless. So that to me is not as big of a factor. It, that's interesting just because the defense has been so good. You know, uh, you would think like, let's try to keep these guys together. Let's try to keep the same system. Let's try and just keep this thing going. But it, it doesn't seem like that that's necessarily um, – a requirement here moving forward you know like uh, they really could go in any direction they want to yeah i mean listen players get older um guys some guys like a, a draymond jones is going to demand a probably a hefty contract you've got to make decisions on on who you want to keep and so you're always going to churn through guys it's the nature of the business um you want to keep those core guys in place of course you know a, a pat sertan a justin simmons um you know hopefully a randy gregory if he can stay healthy but yeah i don't have any uh you know, it's not like the Cowboys run the Vic Fangio style of defense down there under Dan Quinn, and Randy Gregory had a lot of success down there. So, yeah, um, I think good players can can uh, thrive in a, in different schemes. Uh, one more thing, just before we move on to some of the other candidates here, uh, what do you think about um, not just the style of offense the Broncos want to play, but also with regard to the division? Do you have to sort of think about hey? we got to figure out what's the best way to slow down a guy like Patrick Mahomes, uh, Justin Herbert. What kind of defense do we think will fit that best? Yeah, I think it's all got to be part of the equation. And I trust Sean Payton, who's been in this league for a long time, who's played, you know, he's played Tom Brady really well, you know, when they were in New Orleans. Um, you know, they've had success. You know, It's mostly been in the regular season, unfortunately, but had a lot of success there playing against some really good quarterbacks. I trust that Sean Payton's able to to look and say, okay, well, what would bother me if I were an offensive coordinator with Patrick Mahomes and running this stuff? Or what would bother me if I was in L.A. helping Justin Herbert? And so, yeah, I do think you consider that. It can't be the end-all, be-all just to, to beat one team. But, I mean, you've got to get through this division really to have a chance to do something special. So yeah. um, it, it's got to be a consideration. I do think that, I mean, I do think you have to build that defensive roster around thinking, hey, we got to face Mahomes twice a year. And, and to me, that means being able to get pressure on him without necessarily blitzing and also having a strong secondary. It seems like the Broncos have a pretty good uh, grasp on the secondary part of it. Uh, the pass rusher, Part of it, I think that that needs to be a major uh, focus moving forward here with the defense. But uh, uh, another name that popped up uh, late on Wednesday, Eric, uh, a name we're very familiar with around here, former Broncos head coach Vance Joseph. Yeah, kind of interesting, Philly. You know, there's a lot, a lot of chatter about is Vic Fangio going to come back, former defensive, or excuse me, former head coach. Would it be weird for him to come back, come back as a defensive coordinator? Now you've got Vance Joseph kind of being mentioned, who, of course, also a head coach here in Denver. Been a little bit longer, Phil. His last year was 2018, so what that would be four years kind of since he left. Um, it would be an interesting interesting move. I mean, um, I think fans might look at it and say, okay, well, the Broncos didn't have a lot of success, so why, why, why would you do that? But the Cardinals have been good under Vance defensively. Um, I think he has a real way of connecting with players. You watch the Hard Knocks episode, and he got the best out of his guys even late in the year. Uh, Going to have a, a strong front seven, I think, under Vance Joseph. And then, uh, you know, obviously, I, th I think still has an understanding of kind of that back-end play and, and what you need there. And, you know, Phil, he would – not many guys, right? I think only Justin, Josie on this defensive side of the football, but has a, a connection with a couple of players here. So could be something that's uh, appealing to the Broncos. Um, certainly a guy with more experience now than he did when he came to Denver. And I think would, uh, you'd see the benefits of some of that. Yeah. I think that the important factor here is not to evaluate him as the Broncos head coach here, yeah. just because I think some of the things that Vance struggled with was I, uh, the overarching demands of the head coaching position. That was just like a little too much versus being just a defensive coordinator. You know, there's still a lot on a defensive coordinator's plate, but I think that he would do much better in that situation where he's coaching more hands on more, just worrying about one side of the ball uh, and then really following 
Sean Payton's guidance. Um, I think that he could really thrive in that situation. And he was a young coach when he came here as the head coach. So um, I agree with you, the experience factor, just being able to spend that time in Arizona um, with Cliff Kingsbury there. I think that he's probably grown a lot since he was here with the, with the Broncos. And uh, I think that it would be a okay pick. Uh, what do you think about him coming back? You think it would be weird? No, I don't think. I mean, the turnover has been extreme. It's new ownership in place, new president in place. You know, just thinking of, like, who's it? The whole who's organization. Us three might be the only three people that are still here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. a little bit of an exaggeration. Like, a lot of the support staff, obviously, is the same. But you have a different general manager. Um, obviously, Sean Payton would be the head coach. And, you know, it's it's rare, I think, that it happens this quickly. But... People do make multiple stops in multiple places. It's a little bit rare to be the head coach and then do it, I think. But um, kind of like the Josh Johnson of of defensive coordinator. He's sort, he's, of that sort of a situation, huh? Second stop here, maybe a few years down the road, maybe come back. Yeah, you know, you think it was awkward for him there in 40, with the Forty Niners? No, I don't think so. Just, but he wasn't the head coach of the Forty Niners. That's true, but he was a quarterback there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um that he just keep he goes away for a little bit, comes back. Yeah. Goes away for a little bit, comes back. He's a quarterback. Yeah. Vance Joseph is a coach. Yes. That's where you've kind of lost me a little bit. Yeah. Sorry. That Vance Joseph is a coach. I know that. Oh, you know. <laughs> so, so Do you, you know, know that? You Do know. You okay, got it. Got it. All right. I thought that's where you got lost. I also think, you know, when you evaluate Vance here in Denver, you've got to remember that the, the quarterback situation was not great. Like, but what was, about just the defense, though? No, I, I, but I'm saying, like, if fans are like, oh, we were bad when Vance Joseph was here, there were a lot of issues. And yes. there were still issues last year. You know, I think it's like Sean Payton said, when you are when you have a, a bad record, there's dirt Darn on a lot of people's hands. And so it was not all a, a Vance problem yeah um but yeah I, I think from a defensive standpoint they're obviously um wasn't a top defense in the league maybe swanson can yeah, look up where they, some numbers there, where they ranked this year but you know they certainly played uh, denver well early in that game oh you mean the cardinals defense yeah got it got it yeah that's what we're talking about right yeah, yeah. well i'd also be interested i try to remember how well the broncos defenses did those two years obviously they had a lot of talent you want yardage points? Sure. Any of it? Okay. Just look it up, baby. <laughs> in the last uh, four years in Arizona, uh, the defense has ranked in yardage last and then 13th in the second season, 11th, and then 21st last year. Scoring defense, uh, 28th, 12th, 11th, 31st. Uh, okay, turn to this microphone. Oh. <laughs> Cut him off. How about, how about the Broncos in Denver? Teams? In yeah. Denver, the first year was pretty good. In 2017, uh, third in total defense, um, and they were 22nd in scoring defense that year. 22nd? Yeah, that's a big difference. Mm. Um, and then 2018, 22nd in yardage, and 13th in scoring defense. Yeah, so. And those teams had a keep to leave Chris Harris, Vaughn yeah, Miller, Wolfie. Yeah, Wolfie. Yeah, he was hunting Talent. quarterbacks. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I like Vance. Um, you know, it kind of an interesting – it was an interesting name to see. We'll, we'll have to see what yeah. happens. No, of course. I mean, I I sort of also would just trust Sean Payton to yeah. make the best, the best hire here too because, like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, he's got probably a lot of names that he could draw from. So, if you're getting an interview, he must think highly of you. Yeah. So – uh, the last guy we want to talk about, uh, Sean Desai, uh, Eric, uh, most recently up in Seattle, but uh, also was a defense coordinator for the Bears, uh, an assistant there with the Bears for a while before that. Uh, what do you think about that that name? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's got a nice name. Desai. You yeah, like that? I like that. Yeah. You want me to talk about his like career now? No, more about the name if you could. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what, yeah. What is Sean, I think, is a, I think Sean's a good name. He spells it S E A N. I like that way. That's a traditional spelling, I would say. Yeah. So does Sean Payton. Yeah. Oh, what That's if it energy, got too yeah. confusing with the oh, names? Oh, Sean. Somebody's Sean. like, Sean, Sean. Like they're on the heads of Sean, Sean. And they're like, 
who are you talking to? So maybe his name's not good. No, I think it's still good. Oh, you think it's still good? Yeah. How do you feel about a S-H-A-W-N? Do we know anybody with that name? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> Got it. I just want to make sure that yeah, I wasn't clear that blasting anybody. And then how do you feel about Desai? I really like that. Me too. Yeah. I'm a fan of Desai. Yeah. It's sort of like sharp. It's like Desai. Yeah. Boom. I think this would be a little bit of kind of like a an up-and-coming choice. You're, you're building for the future. Um, your name? Yeah. <laughs> what you're uh, like, what you're hoping for, like a Giro Evero, I don't think anybody expected him to be as successful as he was in year one, but you were kind of thinking, okay, well, you know, he's got these traits that make, give him a lot of potential to do well in this league. Um, you know, Desai only has one year as a defensive coordinator, didn't have a lot of, you know, great success there in Chicago, but there were a lot of issues there and they were trying to, um, I believe they would have, they had fields, right? Yeah. That was yeah. Fields' his first year. But, 21, right? Um, Is that when? 2021. Yeah. Um, you know, they were about to go through a coaching change. It was a, it was a tough year there. Um, you know, having time in Seattle, I think, is beneficial. Obviously, Pete Carroll, a good defensive mind. Um, and then kind of maybe the, the appealing thing, if you want to keep things going, is he spent time with Vic Fangio in Chicago before he was there as defensive coordinator. Yeah. And so you know, has some some experience in the Fangio-type system. If you wanted to try to run something uh, similar, if you wanted to keep that going, he could be a, a good choice. But obviously he doesn't have the um, the experience, the, the pelts on the wall that a Rex Ryan or, or even Derek Vance Wolf. Joseph or Derek Wolf yeah. has. Yeah, that, that's true. I mean, it would just be a totally different vibe. You know? Well, we've seen it work. I mean, last year people would have been like, oh, a Giro Evero young coach, do you need someone more experienced? It went out yeah. and worked really well. Yeah. So the, the benefit to that is maybe a younger coach connects to the players a little bit better. Um, but I, I think each of these three guys in their own way would, would be able to command respect in that room and, and relate well to, to the guys in the locker room. One of the things that Avero did, it was a smooth transition from Fangio to him. And he made a couple of tweaks here and there. Certainly saw career years out of a bunch of different guys on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, I think that the, the guys really took to his coaching. You know, uh, they really respected him as a, as a defensive coordinator there. So whoever, whoever comes in here uh, is going to inherit a lot of talent, uh, will also be able to really put their thumbprint on it too by bringing in guys. So I think that it's a good job to have. I think that if if you're a defensive, like I would get why a, a guy like Rex would leave TV and come come back for this job. Yeah. So there's a good mix of like, hey, we got some some talent here in a, in a Justin Simmons and a and a Sertan, uh, a Randy Gregory, uh, a Baron Browning. You could really just sort of do a lot of you different have things. Twelve sacks this year. He could. You know, what if they told Baron, like, hey, we actually think you should go back to inside linebacker. He'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it could you know, happen. It could happen. Yeah. So um, uh, I, I get the like, – and then and then at the same time, like we talked about, you, there could be a lot of change on this Broncos defense. So you could come in and be like, I want this guy. I, oh, we need to get after yeah. this guy. So, like, there's a good mix there that mi you would really make it your own. Well, and, you know, hey – which which guy can do more with less? I would think the Broncos are going to have to go out and spend some money in free agency on their offense. Um, you know, George Payton, this was before Sean Payton was hired, but George Payton said a lot of focus this offseason needs to be on getting this this offense better. And so if you're asked to do to take care of the defense with not as many resources, well, who's going to be able to do that? You know, does, does Rex Ryan have a plan for saying, oh, I had these guys who were – you know they're fine players, but they're not. They're like not Ray Lewis. all stars. Well, but what can you do when you don't have a Ray exactly, Lewis? Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, the Von Miller theory really easy to be good when you got it Von is. Miller out there. But what can you do when you're when you don't have Von Miller out there? And so, if one of these schemes lends itself better to, you know, sometimes you hear about like a scheme dependent defense or you know something where you're able to scheme some things up to have success versus just let your players go out there and make plays. If you have those resources in the secondary, maybe that needs to be more of a conversation up front. You know, what can we do schematically to, to make up some trickeration um, for some of these things? I would also consider, you know, 
what is a plan for guys like Randy Gregory, Pat Sertan, Justin Simmons to get the most out of them? We've heard yeah. Pat Sertan talk about, hey, it's a little easier to get interceptions when you're playing a zone defense because you're off a little bit. You're not, you know, he's so good at press man coverage that he disrupts the route and the ball just doesn't get thrown there. Maybe a defensive coordinator comes in and says, I want to play a little bit more zone so that we can get Pat a chance to get his hands on some more footballs, make some plays for us, give Justin Simmons a chance to to make those plays that he did last year. So just I think all those things are things that Sean Payton will consider. And ultimately, it's got to be the right fit, both schematically and, and I think feel personality-wise with him. You know, who's going to work well with him um, when you have a disagreement, which which is going to happen. You know, Sean Payton is going to, let that person run the defense, I imagine. But there's going to be times where, you know, he's not going to like a call or he's going to want you to do this or there's a defensive breakdown. How do you how do you handle those things? Um, all part of the decision. Yeah, they've got to work well together. I mean, uh, it kind of reminds me of like when like a guy like Jack Del Rio was here, you know, who had a bigger name, you know, had been a head coach in the league. Three names. Been, yeah. Bigger name. Yeah. Also, good name, though. Jack Del Rio, bigger name. That's a good name. Bigger name than, like, Rex Ryan. Yeah. But, you know. More letters. A lot of letters. Yeah. Yeah. Rex Ryan. That's just Ten letters, right? Del Rio, yeah. Jack, Jack Del, Del, Rio. Del Rio. Yeah. Del Rio has six. Yeah. Rex Ryan. That has seven. Nice. Crazy. This is advanced stats really here. Makes so this is a, well, you get this like on NFL uh, GSIS Plus. Yeah. Fact check, Swanson? Yeah, that's true. Rex next, Ryan? Next gen stats. No, 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 no. Rex Ryan, seven. Yeah, I, I use my head. I think that's true. Got it. What about the Del Rio? Did we get that? Yeah. That's confirmed. Confirmed. That's good. Fact check, true. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you think the timetable looks like there? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Move it on. Good question. Yeah. Uh, good do answer. Do you know? Yeah, I do, but I can't. Tell okay. <laughs> I would say by the time the offseason program starts, there will be a staff in place. Yes, I think I would be. I think before they go to the combine, you'll oh, want. I don't know about that. I think you would want that, wouldn't you? Well, when Sean uh, was talking about all this, he said, I found great coaches at the combine. Yeah, maybe not the coordinators, though. Huh? Who knows? Anything could happen. I huh? mean, you just don't know. Well, why do you even need them for the offseason program? Well, you probably want someone to, like, teach the defense well, and know what defense you're doing. You might not need an offensive coordinator for the offseason program. Yeah. Just do whatever you want. That's true. Run around for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, get those hammies right. Get the hammies right and yeah, you'll be fine. That's all you got to do. Yeah. And it's all optional, except by the time mandatory minicamp comes around, they'll probably have that. Yeah, it's optional to be on the football team. That too. <laughs> I mean, you really – it's all optional. Just kidding. Yeah. So uh, I would imagine by the combine you'd have some of these names sorted out. If you, just a gut feeling, who you would you take right now? Just a gut. Uh, I, think, a I think I think Rex feeling. still. Me too. I sort of feel like he's. It's kind of a big move. It's like, hey, let's go, let's go after these guys. Yeah, I like yeah, that. That's bold. Yeah, yeah, very champagne. I think a Rex Ryan champagne fit that that together makes sense in my head. Yeah, well, and I like it. That's kind of a concern for me. That it makes sense to you. Oh yeah, like when something makes so sense. So your to concern you. about Rex Ryan is the fact that I like that you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was on board, and then you were like, "I like this," and I was like, "What am I missing here?" Yeah, what? It, <laughs> what am I not? What am I yeah, not yeah. thinking of? That's smart. Yeah. Uh, should we get to uh, our email? Sure, Eric. Uh, how do you feel about something like that? This is from Andy Maines. I. Uh, is it possible that everybody's, everybody's being a little bit hard on Russ? Should some of the blame not go to the offensive line? Seems like most of the season he was running for his life. I'm not saying he's the Russ of old, but I think he would have done a lot better. with a. Uh, you would have seen a lot of better version of him if he had time to throw the ball. He brings up references uh, to Tom Brady and Patty Mahomes. Uh, he just wants to know what you think. Uh, do you need an improved offensive line in order to – judge Russ fairly. Andy, thank you very much for that email. Thanks for the email, Andy. Yeah, I mean, ideally, a great NFL quarterback is able to overcome some shortcomings from offensive line, skill positions, and kind of elevate those guys around him. 
I think because of the style that Russ plays, holding the ball a little bit longer, running around, the offensive line becomes a little bit more important. Um, so you're saying Russ isn't great? We got that, Swanson? Did you get it down? You're crazy. Did you get it or no? You got it? Uh, no. Do you want me to answer that question or yeah, no? Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, while you would hope that he's able to elevate those guys, by the time by the end of the season, you were on like third or fourth string players, and it it, it wasn't good enough. Uh, it wasn't good enough in the run game. We've heard a lot that the, the offensive line needs to be rebuilt, but I think part of it is scheme. Part of it is hey, what do you want to do? How much time do you have back there? there all these things are kind of interconnected, and if you fix one of them. Um, could lead to success kind of all over the place. I do think Russ, you know, got a little more blame than he probably deserved, but that's just what happens when you're the quarterback. You you get the the praise when you win and you get the criticism when you lose. And so, you know, it's easy if you watch all the games and you study it to be like, oh, the offensive line wasn't good enough here or, or when you lost, uh, you know, Garrett Bowles or, or whoever it might be, didn't have as much success. But – at the end of the day, nationally, the, the, the perception is still going to be that it was Russ, whether that's fair yeah. or not. But he took the most sacks of his career last year. Yeah. And I think he was tied for the most in the NFL. Which, obviously, since it's the most it's in his career, it shows good. that, you know, the offensive line play can be better because yeah. otherwise he would always be sacked that many times yeah. if it were a Russ issue. But, exactly. again, I think you need you need more from everybody. Yeah. Hardwin Bowles goes – I mean, just everybody just – it just fell apart over the course of the season. Bowles got hurt. Billy Turner was never uh, really himself. That never materialized. Um, Lloyd Cushenberry got hurt. I mean, just uh, all you, these things. You never had really the line you yeah. thought you were going to have. Yeah. So uh, hard to uh, get a good evaluation of what Russ is capable of when he just had no time. And you keep um, you keep getting guys that are being switched to – schemes that might not fit them because you're changing offensive line coaches every year. Yeah. That doesn't help either. Yeah, exactly. They went from the Mike Munchak, you know, to the zone. That was hard for some guys. Yeah. All right, Eric, uh, time now for your cat speech. If if you're ready. Thank you. Drum roll, please. I'd like to shout out the Northwestern Wildcats of Northwestern University. Cats. Cats. They, in the last week, Phil, they've knocked off number one Purdue. They've knocked off number 14 Indiana. They swept Indiana. They swept Indiana in the last week? No, this season. Oh, got it. They've swept the state of of Indiana. Wow. I think they've swept the state of Illinois so far. The The brooms are busy. The cats are dancing, baby. So shout out to them. Wow. What is their, uh, what do they call the upper quadrant wins? Quad one. Quad one. Yeah. They yeah. got so many quad one wins, they don't even know what to do with them. Yeah, they're just so they got, they're walking around with a a bucket of quad one dubs. It, let's say if you just remove the name Northwestern Duke and you call them Duke, you call them Duke, <laughs> they'd be top fifteen in the country right now. Fifteen, they're second wow. in their conference. Why not like top three or something? Well, they don't. They're deserve not quite that. there. No, they're not there yet. No. Uh, as a cat's guy, yep. Not a cat. Yep. Guy. Uh, what do they need to do in the tournament for you to be like, this was an amazing year? Oh, Anything? oh an amazing year? Yeah, like, they, this was a nice. This was good. It's already a nice year. because It's they already were, nice. They were picked to finish 13th in the Big Ten. Oh, just hard to do out of 10 teams. Well, there's 14 teams. Oh, so. God, that makes sense. Uh, it does make sense. Big <laughs> 10, 14. So they were picked 13th. They're going to probably finish in the top five here somewhere. That's already a nice year, making it to the tournament. So it's nice. What's, the next, what's the next If step? they were to... If they were to win one tournament game, I would feel really satisfied. If they made it to the Sweet 16, I would never shut up again. (laughs) (laughs) Will you travel with the Cats around the country this year? There's a regional being held in Denver. There is. Week of free agency. So I'm not going to be able to cover any of free agency, unfortunately. Understandable. Yeah. There are things that are more important than signing a guard. To follow them. I drive drive to Ball Arena, yeah. No, but what if it was like, I don't know where all the locations are, but what if it was like Maine? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Maine, Portland, the Maine, Maine regional. The Maine regional. I think Des Moines has a regional. Vermont? Would you go to Vermont? No. <laughs> I'd go to a place that has a basketball arena. Yeah, They don't Vermont. have those in Vermont. Yeah, they do. No. It's right next to Lake Burlington. That's not what it's called. 
City's Burlington. Yeah. Lake Placid. Is that not there? I think it's what Lake is Champlain, it? isn't it? Is it Champlain? Maybe it is. Burlington is a city. You get some ice cream? Did you say schlamp? What did you say? <laughs> what did I say? Burlington. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for the lake name. I think it's Lake Champlain. Yeah. That's true. Fact check? Yes. Oh. All right. Shout out to Vermont. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should we rattle through a couple more? Zoe? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, Nikola Jokic. <laughs> yep. Averaging a triple-double this season. Yep. Uh, got the Nuggets uh, cruising into the all-star break here. Yep. And a nice win over the Mavs. Hopefully uh, the break gets uh, some guys a chance to get healthy. Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon. We'll, we'll pick things up on the other side. Yeah. What do you think what about would make that? You, what would make you happy? this year? Finals appearance. Oh, really? Yeah. So you, know, you don't need a title. That'd be greedy. Be nice. I would but. never shut up again. <laughs> yeah, I, and I well, how is that like different? That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out Liz Gerald's. Yeah, of course. Uh, this week I believe is called Random Acts of Kindness Week. Yeah, which is really hard for the community department because they like to plan a lot of stuff. Yep. But this week, all random. I prefer intentional acts of kindness personally. Oh, really? Yeah. That's your. You I know. like to be intentional. Yeah. I A C. Yeah. Yuck. Yuck. IAC, is that what you said? IAC. Yeah. Intent. What did? What is it? A random acts of kindness. Yeah. How do you think you spell <laughs> kindness? K. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I-A-K. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It's hard to think this late after I've dealt with you for an hour. I'm just, yeah. my brain doesn't really work. I-A-K. Yeah. Ike. <laughs> Shout Ike. out Ike. Shout out, Shout out Ike. to Ike. He never listened. No. Too busy playing video games. Um, And shout out to Swanson. Yeah, welcome back, Swanson. Thank you. Thank you for overlooking my health concerns. Uh, Did you sell your house and everything, or what did you do? Your mansion? Yeah, yeah. The good thing about renting for my entire life. Put it on Airbnb for the week. (laughs) You got to buy back now. You're like, hey, can we just... Kick that subwet out. Forget about it. Forget about it. I don't need you anymore. Swanson's a big landlord guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. You would just kick someone out, wouldn't you? How dare you? You'd be like, things have changed. I wish Phil was Scripts changed. I would never pay him. Scripts <laughs> changed. Yeah. And then you get evicted. You wish. Yeah. What? All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, we'll be back next week. At least Eric and I will be. Yep. We'll see. We're not sure if Swanson will be. I survive. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a couple of hires. Ooh. We might have to trade Swanson for one of them. <laughs> Every Might week a new to. trade. Golly. <laughs> yeah. You're not on solid uh yeah. Solid I'm constantly on the trade block. Yeah. All right, that's gonna do it for us. We'll be back next week. Until then, for Ben Swanson and Eric Dalala, I am Phil Milani. You've been listening to The, the Neutral Zone. Zone.